So, Alan, what is perfectionism? Perfectionism has got a common sense connotation and people often jokingly refer to themselves as being perfectionist. But that often masks and hides the very serious ways that perfectionist ways of thinking can affect you and affect your functioning and how you want to be and uh, performance. So it can be very self-destructive, toxic effect on people's lives And it's being increasingly seen as a key driver for more severe forms of mental problems, such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and things such as that. What impact do you think it has in a university context? Well, in a university context, obviously it's about academic work um, for doing undergraduate degree, postgraduate degree and academic research as a whole. And there's an old saying that the, uh, the best is the enemy of the good. And what that's implying is that if you've got too uh, unrealistic expectations of what, what you're aiming to do, and that's over-idealised, um, that it instead of motivating you, it gets in the way. And so it's how people approach their academic work and put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform at a perfect level, which in terms of academic work is by definition impossible because academic work is a sort of continuous process and we're never going to get things absolutely right in all connotations. Um, So... It's about aiming for what's good enough, what's possible to achieve. But that does have a a motivating effect. But if you set impossible expectations and targets on yourself, impossible in terms of academic work, it can have a demotivating effect and lead to severe procrastination, worse people just feeling paralysed in terms of doing academic work, demotivated, and something that they felt positive about turning into something that feels very persecutory. But don't you think that working and studying in Oxford is about pursuing excellence? Don't you think that perfectionism should be a good thing here? Well, it is particularly at places like Oxford, Cambridge, Russell Group, but it's, it's true of all universities that people want to aim to do the, the best that they can. And I think that's something that you know parents always encourage us saying, do your best. But that if that slips into feeling that's got to be perfect, it doesn't give you any space to go through the real process of academic research and and learning and investigating. There is a big difference between being aiming for perfectionism and aiming to be excellent. And in some ways, being aiming for a perfect academic result is setting yourself a delusional absolute. So it's got to be 100% right, which is never achievable. It may be achievable doing some maths uh, calculations or whether it's a a direct answer. But in terms of most research and academic work, it's a continuous process. And that's where excellence comes in, is, is aiming for high standards, but that are possible to achieve. Because perfect is impossible. So if we set ourselves an impossible task, it is by definition impossible, which 
means that you will never have the satisfaction of achieving something. So it will eventually demotivate you. Whereas excellence is setting realistic targets that can be achievable, um, which will encourage you and motivate you. But it's also allowing you to make mistakes, be confused, not know, struggle until new learning and new results and new research appears. My experience of working with students is that they just, you know, want to keep getting better and better. What would you say to them? We would strongly encourage that. And I think as we're talking more about this, uh, it's, it's about what is the best ways to be supported, but also supporting yourself in terms of getting better and better and improving. And I think that's, that's often something that gets in the way through the perfectionist way of thinking that blocks us seeing it as a process to develop over a, a period of time. An actual life, you know, it's a lifelong journey. So I think it's a sort of delusional hope that we can achieve something absolute. But academic work, most things in life don't work like that. In your experience over the years, do you think this is becoming more of a problem? Definitely. I think that's there's a number of reasons for that. I think there's greater competitiveness in society these days, uh, both in academic work, academic achievements but also the perceived pressures through media social media um, are putting all of these high achieving ideals but only show a partial view of life so for example a lot of social media it's people continu continuously being happy successful doing things that are good but it misses out all the other things of life where people are struggling not doing so well and getting over those difficulties. So it gives a false impression that life should be continuously happy and successful. So with things like social media, it, we may relate to it at one level, but that might be just the part of us that is achieving, whereas it might be being secret, all the parts of us that don't do so well, and how can we engage with that? And that then starts to feel like a personal failure. So it, that's one of the, the key things. Another thing is the way that education has gone. I think secondary education has changed. So it gives people more of an idea of focusing on targets and uh, ways to excel and get results and get good exam results. However, that sort of doesn't help people with a why of of education, which is more about being exploratory, um, struggling with new ideas, which comes at, at a higher level at higher education. So the gap between moving from secondary education, where good, bright students can feel as though that they're being perfect by getting good exam results, struggles to go into more self-directed learning and learning of a, of a wider scope that's not just about targets. And it's a different psychological challenge and an educational challenge, but that's what real learning is about. And by going through those struggles, it's not a failure. I think that's, that's where a lot of students get confused. Where the first time in their lives, they may be confused or struggling, and they feel that either they're failing or they're being failed by their teaching. 
Do you ever find there's a, also a transition between being an undergraduate and a graduate student in that respect? That's, again, another transition. All transitions have their challenges. They're both exciting but frightening. And part of the reason that they're frightening is that, that we are doing new things. So a transition out through from being an undergraduate to a postgraduate is having to shift from having a set coursework, even though it's much wider and there's a lot of self-directed learning within it, it's still, you're still being set a course and a structure and a body of work that you've then got to pass the exams or essays or whatever to get that. So it's more focused. Whereas moving to postgraduate research is that that's where your starting has been totally in control to a degree, because uh, obviously you've got to work with your supervisor and there's a remit of a postgraduate research degree. But you're setting the question, you're making it as narrow or as wide as, as possible, and you're at the cutting edge of learning. So maybe there isn't a book that tells you what the answers are, because maybe your research is contributing to that textbook that will tell future people what the answers are. But that is a big change and big psychological challenge. So if you've got a perfectionist way of thinking about that, it tends to inhibit you and make you more liable to procrastination, putting things off, demotivating, uh, getting off track of what your main task is about doing your doctoral work and getting involved in, in other activities. As well as academic work, in what other areas of student life do you think that perfectionism has an impact? It, for students, but it's true of perfectionists in all walks of life, that perfectionism doesn't just work internally. So it's not just a critique of our own achievements and what we think about ourselves and how we accomplish things. But it also works externally as well. And so if people with a perfectionist mindset operate, you know, think about how they relate to the world, they can set others impossible targets and impossible expectations and feel very let down and disappointed if others don't, don't meet those. But if they're, if they're impossibly high expectations and unrealistic expectations of being perfect, even if something is very good or a relationship is is very good but not perfect people can feel it's failing in some way and they can go around being very disappointed in all things in life because they don't live up to some impossible ideal and that's not necessarily the problem about the external world or the services that are provided or the people that they're relating to but how we perceive it you're always operating from a deficit point of view feeling let down and disappointed by all the things you haven't got or haven't been recognised or supported with. So it can undermine all the good things that you may be getting from those services or relationships. I've also noticed that perfectionism can impact on hobbies and extracurricular activities because people start to lose pleasure in it. Have you noticed that? Yes, I think that's very true. And I think that that's where it has, perfectionism has a real corrosive effect. And I think this, this can change, again, from uh, as you're growing up, as 
as a child and an adolescent. If you do well in some sports or music, you know, you can get your grades easily and if you're good and put a lot of effort into it. And getting those grades or sporting achievements can give you this false impression about being perfect. So if things get harder or you want to do things not just to achieve an award but to enjoy things but you've got this perfectionist voice nagging at you all the time and saying you could do better or that's useless, it does have this corrosive undermining effect does take away the enjoyment because we only really enjoy things that we feel that we're accomplished with so um, the idea of this this sort of bullying perfectionist voice is motivating you is actually very wrong and because it can have a demotivating and uh, I've met people who've been tremendously successful in all kinds of aspects in their lives I've met a sports person who won a silver medal in the Olympics and they felt that they were a failure because they didn't achieve the gold and so it's this all or nothing thinking this really black and white thinking of this absolute perfection of getting a gold medal but a silver medal failure rather than saying that actually of all the people in the world who are doing this sport it's an amazing achievement and when we talked through what had happened, the person who won the gold was so exceptional, it would have been impossible for them to have any hope of winning the gold unless this person wasn't competing. So again, they're setting themselves impossible targets. And it felt so sad that this person was robbing themselves of a tremendous achievement by having this sort of perfectionist critique. I think there are quite a lot of students that often take on too much as well. You know, they have too many things packed into their timetable. What would you say to them? I think that's a very important thing you've identified, Sarah, because that's one of the things that a perfectionist and a perfectionist mindset doesn't take into account. So it's about how much you can do or what you can achieve, but that there may, may be limits in terms of time, resources, all kinds of things. But a perfectionist often doesn't take those into account and thinks that they can do the impossible, which is, you know, sort of write, write a perfect 10,000 word essay if they've only got half a day to do it in or just, just crazy things. And uh, rather than saying, well, what is possible? What is the best that I can do given the limitations of time, resources, which could be the availability of books, which could be the availability of equipment if you're doing scientific research, all kinds of things like that. So you've got to sort of balance those things out. And the, the same goes with um, the inner world. What is the reality of the things that people are offering? And it's putting it into that perspective. And often perfectionists don't, you know, they have this idealistic view that everything should, no matter what the limitations are, it should still be perfect. And the media, you know, we live in this world where the, with 24-7 media that is giving these messages that don't help because it implies this black and white way of thinking about the world. Unless everybody can see their doctor within a day then the NHS is a terrible thing. And it's rather than actually trying to look at the, the realities of that. So what can tutors and other people do to help? Tutors and other people can do an, a number of things to help. 
but only if the perfectionist person allows tutors and parents and friends to help them. So it might be something that the perfectionist person might need to ask for more more positive support, more... If they're hearing critical things as very overwhelming and real attacks, sort of explain that to other people. Not to take away any form of criticism, but helping them take that criticism as something constructive. That's something that's, that's not a devastating uh, failure, but something that they can work on, change, challenge... And uh, I think that's something that, that tutors and parents can do. And talking specifics, I think tutors, parents can say things in seemingly helpful, what they think is helpful, but it's so general. Perfectionists can again feel that to be persecutory. So if parents say their student children, we just want you to be happy or do your best, Again, that can be inflated into, I have to do the perfect. You have to be brilliant. You've got to be brilliant all the time and everything that you do. That's not so helpful. what would be a better way to phrase advice? I think generally is, is, is be more specific, not too global, and also give an indication of the realities of life. And finding things as a struggle is not a failure. And so to summarise, what are the main things that you would like a student to remember about perfectionism? Well, I think to take seriously how detrimental it can be affecting them and not get stuck in a sort of siege mentality, having to rigidly hang on to these perfectionist beliefs, come what may, even though they're not doing any work, isolating themselves, feeling that life is awful. These are all messages, so take it seriously and make small steps to start to think about uh, challenging these, these absolute beliefs.